Hello, world, and welcome to Shelley's Plumb Line. Truthful talk on tough topics, hosted by Dr. Shelley Stewart. As we come to the end of Black History Month, Shelley looks back on the last three episodes and shares his personal insights on the overt and not so overt signs of racism that are still evident in America today. Stay tuned as the plumb line seeks the truth. Shelley started broadcasting in 1949, and he has been on a journey to discover the truth for humanity ever since. And at 89 years of age, Shelley still sits down before the microphone as he pursues answers to tough topics, challenging us to change the experience of being human and our outlook on humanity. Ladies and gentlemen, I am honored to present the oldest podcaster in the world. Get ready. Here comes Shelley. Goodness again. That's what I say all the time. Oh my goodness, like I'm like I'm surprised. And I'm knowing that the darn microphone's open, knowing that I'm gonna be talking. Thanks, Mark. And and happy new day to you, wherever you're. This is the final episode for uh, Black History Month this month. Oh, well, we can black history's every month in my opinion talk about it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but most importantly, I'd like to talk about the true history, total history of these United States of America. Now, certainly, as we come up on today's episode, kind of reflect on what we've talked about this month. We talked about, certainly, culture, we talked about the revolt, and that one was something, wasn't it? The revolt, uh, saying if, if two or more people get together, that's a revolt. If they felt that you had some year of revolt, and uh, on that episode, the guy was saying we can revolt with a vote. <laughs> you know, why don't you vote? You know. You revolt, you had to revolt possibly without running away. Why don't you revolt and, well, go vote. Go to the polls. So that's what uh, possibly this episode will probably hope, hopefully influence those. And we want all people to vote. Don't think just talk, I'm, when I talk, I'm just talking to black people. I talk to people. That's what this, the plumb line's all about. Uh, matter of fact, uh, this letter uh, uh, here... Uh, <laughs> this one gets me sometimes. I, I keep it. And what happened, uh, Oprah Winfrey and others, uh, oh, about 30 years ago, or more than that now, in the 90s, I was doing a TV show called Survival in the 90s at that time. And uh, I had, on one week, I had the uh, members of the, of the, they called the Black Muslim 
uh, and uh, from the Christians and the Jews and members of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> that was one show. And one day I'm going to get Mark and we'll go back and, and pull that reel that we did on TV and had them all in my studio at that time, TV studio, TV at that time, and had them all on the stage at one time. I had the the the, the brother 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 Malcolm, brother X there from the Black Muslim, uh, had a guy from uh, from the Christians and the Jews, and the grand uh, what was he uh, the Knights of the Ku Klux Klan yeah that's what it was, uh, had them all on the same show, and well I got a letter a few matter of fact out I, oh I I'm looking at the first time June eighth. 1993. I'm looking at the letter here now. And back down here, they talk about how nice I was to all of them. This is the truth. I'm, you, there it is right there, man. Uh, right there. Uh, I, I, now he's ran away from me. I want to show him. That is right there. Shelly Stewart. We especially wish to thank Mr. Shelly Stewart. We can appreciate the position that this gentleman was in and wish to extend our thanks to him for his professional manner in which he dealt fairly with us. In his position, many other talk show hosts would have played it safe and sided with their brethren. Mr. Stewart set a fine example for all of our nationally syndicated talk show hosts to live up to. He was fair with all of us. Signed by the the realm of Alabama, Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> that is right there. I want y'all to know that I just don't want to deal with uh, just deal with anybody. It's about dealing with people. And that's what this program, uh, uh, podcast, whatever they call it, is all about. And now let's get to really the other part of it that we just don't deal with once. We deal with everybody. If the truth comes from the mouth of an ox, accept the truth and leave the ox. I've said so many times, I don't ask questions why a brown cow eats green grass, you give yellow butter and white milk either. No, I don't ask some questions. What, what I'm going to dig all that for? What I want to do is deal with the facts, people. And that's what it's all about. Uh, and I do know that we, uh, in America, we are in a valley when it comes to racism and race equality and fairness. We are in a valley. But I also want to tell you, I was taught that where there's a valley, there's always a hill or a mountain. So look to the hills. Look to the mountain. If you're in a valley, don't look for another valley. Dig a hole, deeper, deeper in a hole. So I was taught to that. That's what and why we do the podcast. We feel that if we're in a valley, there's a hill. There's a mountain. Look, look to it. Well, I also feel, and well, we hit the plumb line, Phil. Not only do we entertain, but, well, we like to educate, too. <laughs> that's, you know, that's more than just entertainment. We can entertain, but educate at the same time. I, that was the way I saw it when I first began broadcasting many years ago. Entertain, educate. 
educate, entertain. And that's what it's all about. Want to go on the air, play records, go vote. Play records, go to school. Play records, be kind to one another. So entertain, but educate at the same time. That's what it was all about. You know, talk about black history. Uh, Boy, did I ever see things in my lifetime. Good God, I I saw, for an example, how the dual system, little boy, uh, matter of fact, in the little town where I was born, Homewood, that was a, a little a city hall like everybody else got their own city hall and the judges. And uh, in the our community, there was a guy, this is a true story, folks. His name was Bo Gates. And Bo Gates had always, he was in trouble. Oh, he always got in trouble. Oh, every week, Bo Gates would get drunk and he would do something. They'd lock Bo up, put Bo in jail. Bo would go to court Monday night. And the judge said, Bo, what did you do this weekend? Well, I got in a fight, Judge. Bo, did you beat him up? Yes, sir, Judge, Your Honor. Well, Bo, I tell you, we want you to work on the garbage truck two nights this week, two days. And uh, go, go take care of yourself, Bo. All right, Judge. This went on. Bo would go to jail every other weekend. But finally, one week, Bo went to jail. They locked him up. Went to court, got there, and hey, Bo, judge, hey, judge, Bo, what'd you do this weekend? I got on a fight. What'd you do? Oh, I cut him. Bo, you cut him? Did you do it? I did it in self-defense, Your Honor. Yes, sir. Oh, well, he would bother you, wasn't it, Bo? Oh, <laughs> yes, sir, he sure was. Well, Bo, you got to kind of control your temper from now on. All right. Yes, sir, we're a judge. And by this time, the the district attorney gets up and says, Your Honor, uh, let me whisper something to you. What is it? He said, that, that man that Bo cut was a white man. Judge said, Bo, did you cut a white man? No, you didn't. Lock him up right now. Out of all the time that Bo was freed, that time, and they locked Bo Gates up and gave Bo Gates five years in prison at all the time he did. So his fun days were not over as long as he was dealing with in the black community. Defending himself, he said he was, but Bo Gates went to jail for years. That was back in the 40s. I also saw then that time, in that time period, I saw Kids uh, my age, I mean, I'm talking about in the, I'm 15, 16, 17 years of age, and the police would drive through the communities and see a, a Negro, uh, two or three standing on the corners. They were standing there, and the police pull up and say, You got a job? Uh, no, sir. Uh, you in school? Uh, no, sir. How are you? I'm 16. Well, boy, if you don't have a job next week when I come through here, I'm going to lock you up. Well, <laughs> next week they come through. You got a job yet? Get in the car. Lock him up. You go into jail and put him to work on the garbage truck from a city 
what they call convict labor. Yeah, I'm not talking about that slavery. I'm talking about in these United States, I'm talking about in the 50s, ladies and gentlemen. So here I am witnessing these things and saying, oh, my God, education. Of course, I knew it all along, but they proved it to me is the key, the way to come out of it. And I began that journey as learning, and I started a radio. Well, I took a junk with a white man who owned the radio station. Everything he would throw away, I in return took it. His magazines, I took them. He took them, told me to, y'all can put them in the trash. <laughs> Instead, I took them and put them in my old raggedy car and carried them home. All of the information about advertising, marketing, entertainment that he was getting in his magazines, he was throwing them away. I took them and read them. I was educated through that junk, they called it. So, well, no junk in my throat. So what I'm saying is there are different ways. If you want to come out of things, you can do it. Not all, but some of us can do those things. Today, we are facing some serious times. Just a few weeks ago, well, not what a few weeks ago, last year, uh, I, man, uh, which I knew very well, and I, I know him very, very well, uh, I happened to be driving and saw some work that the guy was doing. And I decided that uh, I, I talked to him and said, hey, man, you're doing a great job. And I noticed a brother, a black guy, was working for him. And I said, man, that guy is really smart. He said, yes, he is. And lo and behold, <laughs> uh, he, he said, yeah, he's good for me, but he belongs to me, only me. He's mine throughout the week except two hours on Sunday. And those are mine if I need him, I want him. And that was in 2023. So what I'm saying was that saying I own that man, the other white boys, he didn't say that about that one black guy. I own him, his life, except two hours on Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, let me get me a drink of water. I got to get me a drink of water. We'll be right back.
here we are back. <laughs> I needed that water. Thanks, Mark. Boy, I tell you. This is hot stuff here today. I mean, this episode, I'm, I'm pouring my little heart out on it. Telling my own business. Oh, I'm telling on myself here. Uh, I, I'm telling myself, don't, don't, you know, I'm like old broke down refrigerator. I can't keep nothing, can I? Uh, I in my hand here, there's a young man up in Kentucky. He did an, an opinion piece out of in a paper, uh, and uh, it caught my attention. Because of what we talked about this month in black history. And let me do a little bit here. He says, let's begin with true statements many will deny. Black men, women, and children have always and are still suffering racial attacks on their bodies, minds, aspirations, and possibilities simply because they're black. These assaults prove many Americans don't really believe in the country's stated core principles of equality, freedom, justice, and liberty of all. No end to this hostility is in sight. He went on to say, it must be understood that ongoing so-called initiatives targeting diversity from education to law firms to corporations across the country aren't really about Black Lives Matter diversity, equity, and inclusion, critical race theory, or any other acronym. Modern prosecutors of black people only use those things as distractions. They are really motivated by anti-blackness and the desire to keep the descendants of American slaves in their place. Sadly, they're winning. Uh, I talked to him and I said, you, he said, well, all you got to do is listen to what's going on in the news or on the TVs and newspapers. Listen to what's going on uh, in the political, in the uh, running for president of the United States. Just listen to it and listen to all of the things that's going on. And then you'll see it coming right back to what's going on each day in this country. We talked about that this, this week or this month. And... <laughs> I, I would like to ask you, America, uh, give us a little, little shout uh, to Plum Line, uh, Shelly's Plum Line, and uh, let us know. Do you think that this is true, that today, that America, the desire, that they are really motivated by anti-blackness and the desire to keep the descendants of American slaves in their place? And he said, sadly, they're winning. Do you think that that's happening? Do you think that, I, I'd like to know this. I'd like to know this really from, from, from which, is there anything wrong? Uh, maybe that question I'll ask later on. I, I'll ask that later on. I, I, I have a question I would like to ask. What is wrong? What's wrong with us? Why can't we do things together? What is it that uh, we deny that uh, racism exists? We deny, many deny that, that uh, the, the war, uh, the, 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 the Civil War was not about slavery. What is it that's what's wrong with us that we can't look at us as all of us want 
the same thing for our families. Equality, life, liberty, and justice for all. I think it's time for me to have me another drink of water. Amen, amen, amen. Let me tell you something, children. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Yeah, this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine I let it shine let it shine to show my love I wanna tell you that everywhere I go I'm gonna let it shine and everywhere I go I'm gonna let it shine, yeah. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. I let it shine, let it shine to show my love. Okay, I've had a little sip of water. Yes, it's only water. What do you think I had? Yes, that's water, man. Water, H2O, water. Now, I was wondering about people. And as we come to the end of this month and Black History Month, uh, thoughts. I wonder what uh, people are afraid of in the true history of America. I, I wonder what, what they're afraid of, uh, the history being, true history being taught to all people. Huh? Guess what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Uh, why are, are many, many black people ashamed of learning about their ancestors and uh, how they were forced into slavery or born into slavery? What are you ashamed of to know that? I mean, I, I'm, I'm asking that question. Now, I know my answer, but wh- what are you afraid of? If you were bo- what are you, why are you afraid of, afraid of who you are your your complexion your hair what is it what is it it seems to me that if someone is fighting to to keep you in bondage shouldn't you be fighting to free yourself from that bondage hmm? if, if if you see someone fighting to keep you in what's wrong with you fighting to get yourself out of bondage Huh? If they're trying to keep you from voting, why don't you fight and carry your butt to the polls and register and vote? I mean, you don't let anyone control you, your buddy buddies or whatever, in your own mind. I mean, I'm wondering about what's wrong with you if you don't. This is Black History Month. Yes, Black History Month. But Black History, honestly told and taught, is American history, the truth of it. Not a half of it now, not what I read at the beginning of this program, uh, not what they're talking about now, don't do this, but your black history, true black history, you're one of the major parts of America. If you stand and say America, how proud you are. People get ready 
a change gonna come. Believe me. You know, I I'm 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 so enthused. I believe that America will change for the better. I believe that if we come together and face the facts that yes, there is a problem now, and the problem is us. Yes, us. And I'm not talking about black people only now. Don't get me wrong. There's a problem with black people, black and white. The problem is us. And black people got to realize that you are not a minority. You are a part of this country. You're an individual in this country. Stop talking about I am a minority. No. You're a human being. You're an American. Don't let them put numbers on you. That you are less than. You are somebody. And that is what I believe in. And ladies and gentlemen, we thank you very much for joining us on this month's Black History. And thank you for joining us each week on Shelly's Plumline. There's your side. There's my side. And somewhere in the middle, there's the truth. Thank you. Bye. This episode of Shelley's Plumline was written, produced, and edited by Dr. Shelley Stewart and Mark Jamraz. It was produced by Stewart Production at the Plumline Studios in Sterrett, Alabama. If you are a fan of Shelley's Plumline and you like what we are doing here, please remember to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Give us a review and share this podcast with others. Follow us and continue the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. This is Mark Jamraz. We'll see you next week. Keep sharing the love and we'll all grow stronger. Round and round.